Hey, Fit Family, and welcome back to the Move Your Body Differently podcast. This is episode 13, and I am talking all about meal planning in this episode. I am sharing what I do with my family right now, but also I share some encouragement with you on how we are going to be using different methods for meal planning during different seasons of our life. So I hope you are able to pull out a few things that will work for you, and I will see you in there. You are listening to the Move Your Body Differently podcast, where we talk about how your theology of God affects your wellness journey. I'm Shayla Darty, a Jesus follower, wife, mama, and owner of SD Fitwell. I know staying healthy and fit can often feel like an obligation and can leave you feeling defeated, anxious, and maybe in an endless cycle of losing and gaining weight and wondering why in the world you just can't get it right. And that's why I'm on a mission to see generations of women take back their health and fitness from the enemy and instead honor God with their bodies by exercising and eating healthy because we get to, not because we have to. For too long as women, we've been held captive by a never reaching standard of body beauty and it is time to break free. By seeing your wellness through the lens of the gospel, you can be empowered with boldness, more confident in the gifts God has given you and increase your mental and physical capacity so you can be more present to those around you. If you're ready to feel free from the weight of your current health and fitness regimen, then keep listening. I can't wait to share with you how the gospel shapes our fitness and health journeys. Listen while you work out, drive in the car, or while your kids run around crazy, but go ahead and invite Jesus into your wellness journey and let's see how he changes our hearts together. Hey, y'all, and welcome back. Today, I'm excited to talk about meal planning with you guys because this is actually one of the most top requested questions that I have gotten through Instagram and through emails. And so I wanted to break down what I do for myself and my family. And I want to start out by clarifying that this episode is not about meal prepping techniques. Meal prepping is when you are prepping ahead of time what you're doing for your your dinners for the rest of the week or your lunches or your breakfasts. This is about meal planning, planning out, writing down what you're going to be doing for your meals. So when I say meal planning, that is what I mean. I mean writing down what you're doing for your meals either that week or that month. And if at any point I mention prepping, that means actually putting in the work to prep your meals for ahead of time for those meals that you've already planned. And I want to encourage you that one of the biggest things when it comes to meal planning and really anything in your nutrition and your fitness is the ability to be aware and analyze what's going well and what's not. I know that that takes mental energy, but it's going to need to take a mental energy to be able to figure out a system that works for you. And sometimes that means some trial and error. I am a natural analyzer. I analyze things. I research things. That is a part of my natural personality. So while this may come a little bit easier for me to be able to look back and say, hey, what went well and what didn't, that may not be as natural for you. And that's okay. But what you'll need to do is be able to sit down and carve out the time to do so, to sit down and be like, okay, what went well this week for my meal planning? What didn't go well? 
And you may be like, well, what went well was that I made a plan. What didn't go well is that I didn't stick with it, you know? And I want to also encourage you that just because it may not go well, that doesn't mean it failed. So oftentimes you hear failing to plan is planning to fail. And I, and I don't necessarily, I would rephrase that and say, Failing to plan is planning for a learning opportunity because when you analyze, when you're able to look back and say, hey, this went well this week, this didn't go well that week, that creates a learning opportunity for you to understand what went well for your family and then what didn't go well for your family. If you automatically think that your lack of planning is going to mean failure, then you're on, you're going to continue to think that. And instead, reshaping your mindset and your thought, even when it comes to meal planning and thinking, okay, what did go well this week with my meal plans and what didn't go well and what didn't go well is a learning opportunity for next time. And so I want you to keep those things in mind as we go about it. The biggest things when it comes to meal planning is one, again, just being able to analyze what went well, what didn't. Two, remembering that it's a learning opportunity when you are able to look back and see what went well and what didn't. It's helping you become self-aware of what you can do for your family and also where you are with your family. That's a big thing. I think so often as women, we have so many things going on that we just don't want to have to take the mental energy to think back and see what went well and what didn't. And you know what? And in some seasons of life, that's not going to be able to happen because things are absolutely crazy or absurd. However, when you can get the opportunity to do that, I encourage you to because that's really what's going to help change things for yourself, for your strategies, for your nutrition is really being able to look back and see, hey, this was awesome, but hey, this wasn't. What can I do differently this upcoming next week? So with that, getting that out of the way and wanting to just encouraging, encourage you for a bit, I'm going to get specific about how I currently meal plan for my family. So this has looked different over the years. I have tried things and they failed. I have tried things and they've worked great. I have tried things that I tried before that don't work now. And so don't be discouraged if something doesn't work for you. I have bought several different types of meal prepping and planning courses. And I some of them have worked in some seasons of life and some haven't. I encourage you to do that. You know, you're never really going to know what works for your family unless you try and find out. And I usually don't encourage people to just spend money on things uh, unless it's absolutely necessary. But in this type of situation, try buying a meal planning course. Try buying, you know, a, a recipe book. It, it's never going to hurt you to do that and see if it works for your family or to pull out the things that will work. And so that's where my method came from. It came from several different courses I had bought and I pulled what worked well for me and for our family. And that's what I do for our family. So the first thing that I do for our family is I meal plan for a month in advance. I know, okay, you're probably sitting there thinking, I can't do that, Shayla, that's ridiculous. That's gonna take me too long. But here's the deal. While yes, to begin with, it took me two to three hours. I would do it one Friday or Saturday a month. It would take me two to three hours to prepare for the next month. By the time I got better into it, it was only taking me an hour to plan out my dinners for the month. And that saved me so much time from my week to week. So that was my step one, was being willing to sacrifice the time to meal plan for the month ahead, even if there was crazy things going on. It gave me the opportunity to look at our calendar ahead to see what we had going on, gave me the opportunity to sit down, 
two to three hours to begin with and write down the different meals we could have that month. Now, for me, this meant I was writing down my dinners. So I always start with my dinners because those are the biggest things that are the hardest for my family. And so I would take a sheet of paper. I still do. I take a sheet of paper. I divide it into four categories, like draw a line down the middle, going down, draw a line on the half of the page. There's four sections to this page. And in each category, so in each square, I wrote pressure cooker was one square, slow cooker was another square, oven or grill was another square, and stovetop was another square. As you notice, those are four different types of cooking methods. And I did this on purpose because it's and I'll, I'll get into that in a minute, but that's how I divided it out like that. Okay, so I have these four squares. Now what I'm doing is I am going to Pinterest. I have a go-to page of recipes on Pinterest. I will link that in, in the show notes below. I go to Pinterest. I look at what recipes sound appealing for the month. Then I go to my own cookbook. I have my own cookbook that my one-on-one clients have access to and my app subscribers have access to and or my Clarity package clients have access to. So all of my clients have access to this cookbook. If you're a client, you will get access to this. And I go to my own cookbook and pick out the meals that work from there. And then I also have Penny Pincher's Low Carb Cookbook. I like that and I appreciate it because we try to do a little bit less carbs in the evening. So I have their cookbook as well. Those are really my three main categories. Now, yes, I have physical cookbooks, but I'm all about quick and easy, y'all. I'm not going to lie. I cannot spend an hour cooking dinner every night. It just doesn't work for me. I'm like, I have to be able to do this in 30 minutes or less. And so I need super simple. And this is my super simple right now. Pinterest, my own cookbook and recipes, and Penny Pinchers Low Carb Cookbook. I look through those, figure out what meals I want to cook, and here's what I do with them. So we tend to cook four dinners every week. We eat leftovers. So this works for us. We eat leftovers. So what I do is I write out four recipes. So I write the name of each recipe. I choose four for each category. I choose four pressure cooker recipes. I choose four slow cooker recipes. I choose four either oven or grill recipes. And I choose four stovetop recipes. And the reason why I do this is because I was in the habit before having children of meal prepping. And when I would prep my meals, I would have four different meals cooking at the same time because they used four different cooking methods. So I could have something cooking in the pressure cooker while something was cooking in the slow cooker, while I was cooking something in the oven, and then cooking something on the stovetop. It gave me a different recipe from each cooking method to be able to cook at the same time. Currently, I do not meal prep because I want to involve my kids in, meal, in, in that in the week to week. And it helps break up my days for myself and for my kids as well. It's part of our routine now, but I'm still in the habit of breaking it out into those four methods because I know one day I will get back to meal prepping like I used to. And so that is why I have those four different categories. So with that, I've written down four meals in each category. Now, there they are. What I'm doing next is I am writing out all the meats and bulk items I might need from those recipes. So if I have chicken tenders one night, I have a salad, if I have, you know, X, Y, and Z, I'm just writing out the list of meats I need because we grocery shop at Sam's Club or BJ's once a month for meats because that's more cost effective for our family. And so I'm writing down a grocery list of these are all the meats we're going to need from those meals. 
And after I do that, I'm not even looking at the full recipe. I'm just looking at the meats. After I do that, I determine like five to 10 breakfast options for the month and then five to 10 lunch options for the month. This is a rotating list for me. So I'm actually not writing these out anymore for you to begin with. You may have to take more time to write those out. My list is rotating now. So I have different breakfast options for the month that my kids would like, that we like, my husband and I like. I have different lunch options outside of leftovers in case we don't have enough leftovers. So I have all of that off to the side as well. And then what I do, so we shop for these meats once a month, beginning of every month, we get all of these meats from Sam's Clubs or BJ's. And then week to week, what I'm doing I am pulling one meal from each category and creating my grocery list. So I have four dinners from each category I am pulling week to week to make my grocery list. And then at that point, I am just shopping for fresh fruits, vegetables, snacks or staple items or other things I didn't need to buy in bulk. Then I am shopping for those from either Target or Publix or whatever, Walmart, wherever you like to grocery shop. That is where I am going each week to grocery shop. So I do one main big grocery shopping trip a month, which is Sam's Club or BJ's. And then I do a weekly short run for all the fresh items I might need or staple items that I don't necessarily need to buy in bulk. Now, here's the thing. I used to write all of these down in a notebook. I would write it all all out at the beginning of every month. I would write down all of the meals. Like I said, I wrote it all on a sheet of paper. Well, last year, Okay, starting in January, that's when I started writing all of these things down. I started transferring them into a Word document and I typed them all up in a Word document. So I have all my dinner meal ideas in one Word document for all 12 months last year. Yes, including lunch and breakfast options. So let me just pause right here and say, while I understand that seems like a very long time, to create a meal planning strategy, last year went by really fast. And time, as we get older, always seems to go by really fast. What's a year in the grand scheme of your life? It's not a lot. And it didn't take that much time. Once I got into this, once I started doing this every month, to begin with, like I said, it would take me two to three hours to meal plan everything out. But then I had a rotating list for my breakfast options. Then I had a rotating list for my lunch options. And the only thing I was having to do was my dinner options. And it just got easier. So I was only spending basically an hour every month to plan out all the dinners, breakfasts, and lunch options for the month. And I was writing them down. I had them all on a piece of paper. And then I just typed them up afterwards. And have them in a Word document called our Darty Family Meal Plan. And so now, y'all, now this year, I can go back to that and I've pulled it out for the last couple of months. I pull it out. I see what my meal options were. I break them out into week by week and I'm done. And then I just have to grocery shop for them. Then I just have to do the big bulk trip for all the meats. Then I just have to do the weekly, the weekly fresh items like the, the fruits and the vegetables. But I have the actual meals like already written down to where it's so much easier and already less time this year. I'm spending 30 minutes, 30 minutes every month planning out all of my meals for the month. And while some of the meals went over really well with my kids, other meals may not have. And so that gives me the flexibility to also change things out. If I'm like, nah, that wasn't a great meal, delete. I'm going to add in a different meal. And so this year, 
This year, as I'm going through our meal plan that I wrote out last year, this year I am writing down where I found those recipes. So if it was on Pinterest or on a website, I'm putting the link on there or I'm saying it was the Penny Pinchers low carb meal or I'm saying it was my cookbook or wherever those meals came from. I'm making sure I write down where they came from so that next year I remember that as well. And here's why, why I'm doing it like this, because if you've been around me long enough, you know that lasting change means making small changes over the course of time. And for me, meal planning, I try to keep it as simple as possible. I don't want to have to work more than I have to in the moment right now because I have small children and a family to take care of. I have a business I'm running and also trying to take care of my husband and help him in his ministry as well. And so I am doing little things at a time. So yeah, last year, all I did was write everything out and then type it up. This year, I'm making sure I know where all of these meals came from and putting that in the document. I'm putting the links to everything. I'm putting where it came from, what book it might have come from. Next year, I will print those out and create a book. And then I just have a book that I can go to continually for however long I want to. And like I said, that doesn't mean I can't change things out, but I have a skeleton menu already ready and it's a lot easier to change things than to continue to reinvent the wheel if you're not writing things down. And so that is what I am doing for my family right now. This is what works for us is sitting down once a month for me, setting aside one hour now, you know, for you, it may be two to three hours to begin with, writing down all of the meals for us. It's we cook four meals a week. And so that means I need 16 recipes in the month. So I write down 16 dinner meals. I'm writing four different meals in each of my categories, slow cookers, pressure cooker, stovetop grill or uh, oven grill, and then stovetop. So I'm writing those four meals out in those four different categories. And then I'm using my rotating breakfast and lunch items, which you may have to write up to begin with. Give yourself the time to do that. And then I'm shopping for the bulk items like the meats that just helps keep costs low for my family because we eat a lot of protein. And then week to week, I'm shopping for the fresh items. And for me, I actually use shipped to order groceries. I typically order groceries through Target because Target owns shipped. And so there aren't additional fees involved in that. And with little kids, it's a lot harder to get to the grocery store every week. I'll put a link in the show notes for that as well if you want to try it out. I think you can get like $10 off or something. I'm not really sure. The discount for that, but I'll make sure that you have that link in the show notes as well if that's something you want to do because that just makes life easier for myself is using shipped. And then if I need to go to my kids, both have dairy allergies. And so if I need to go to Publix or we have a store called Everman's here that's a local, it's similar to a Whole Foods, it's locally sourced and they have dairy free options for things. And so I may have to do a specialty run. And so I will go and do a specialty run if I need to do that. But it cuts down on so much time. And and I just encourage you that while, yes, it can feel daunting, it doesn't have to be. And that's where I I feel completely good and satisfied that this is a three-year-long process for me. It all last year. And that I know, I know you're probably like, that's crazy. I don't want it to take that long. But you know what? It's working. And if it's working, Why not have the patience to let it run its course? 
And so for me, that meant last year, all last year, I was just writing down the lunch and the dinner options. I know I've already said this, but just to recap, I was writing down those lunch and dinner options and those breakfast options and typing them all up. This year, I'm just making sure I know where all those recipes are and I'm putting that in the Word document. Next year, I will print them all out and create a binder with it. So I have that rotating monthly menu in a binder that I can just go to, pull out, have all the recipes there instead of having to look in different places, have all the recipes right there in that notebook. And then if I want to change things out, I can, and it's a lot easier. And from there, if I change things, that's awesome. But if I don't, that's awesome too. I already have it ready and it cuts down so much mental energy. Now, again, this method may not work for you, but I'm sure you can take something away that will help you and your family stay organized when it comes to meal planning. Meal planning really is the biggest struggle for my clients. And I and it's because we come in we come from a world and a culture where meal plans are thrown at us. Okay, we we buy meal plans, we diet, and we get a meal plan. They tell us what to eat, they give us the recipes. That doesn't teach you the skills to be able to do it for yourself. So when your diet stops or when you stop getting those meal plans, then you don't know how to do it for yourself. So I encourage you, if you've done meal plans in the past, I'm not saying they're a bad thing. There's a time and place for everything. But I encourage you to learn the skill of doing it for yourself and then stop reinventing the wheel. Make something that's sustainable for you and make it last lifelong. That's why I love what I do in even with meal planning is because I'm content and I'm satisfied with the slow rate at which I am growing through this because I know it's something that's going to last me a lifetime. And will I adapt it, you know, as I go throughout? Absolutely. I've already said that. But it's going to give me a platform and what I call a skeleton meal plan to where it's going to be a whole lot easier to move things around and adapt because I already have that and I'm not having to rethink about it. It eliminates your mental energy when you have it written out and you can just refer back to it. And again, another reason why this works so well is because I am the one choosing the meals for my family. And that doesn't mean that I am not repeating recipes from month to month or every other month. I often will make spaghetti or chili or one pot meals that are the same from month to month. But there is just this buy-in from me and from my family because I am the one choosing the meals. And so that is why it's working because I am the one that has choice over this, that has control over this, that is able to help do this for my family. Instead of somebody else telling me what to do, I am getting and choosing to do this for us. And so that's why this is working so well for us and why I encourage you to do something similar for yourself because the skill of creating something for yourself is going to help you keep it going longer than just buying a meal plan and just using what somebody else is telling you to do because you may not enjoy that. But if you are the one choosing the meals, you are more likely the one to then cook them and want to cook them again later on because you enjoy them and only you know what you and your family enjoy. And so that is why this works so well for my family. And so I hope there was something in here that you were able to pull out for yourself and for your family. And I would love to hear your meal planning tips too. And so with that, I'm going to end this episode, but please reach out on Instagram at 
SD Fitwell. And let me know, what are you doing for meal planning? Are you meal prepping? What works for your family? If there's a meal planning course you've bought, what have you bought that has helped you learn how to meal plan and prep and maybe prep for your family as well? I would love to know that. So head over to at SD Fitwell, let me know. And if you need more help with meal planning, with your nutrition, your fitness, I would love to invite you to book a discovery call with me. Basically, it is a 30 to 45 minute coaching call where we talk about you, we talk about your goals, and it's totally free. And at the end of course, I am like, hey, I feel like if there's something that I have that I offer that would work for you, I suggest those to you, but otherwise you just get a free 30 to 45 minute coaching call and you get to talk through with me what your goals are and I can give you a few next steps to do in order to help you reach those goals. And so if this is an area that you're needing help in, please don't hesitate to reach out. I am here for you and I will talk to y'all in the next episode, FitFam. Hey, FitFam, it's a blessing to be in this journey with you. The best thing you can do after listening to this podcast is to leave a written review so that other mamas can see the value in their health and fitness journey through the lens of the gospel. Be sure to tap subscribe so you get notified when a new episode airs. I am the most personal, personal trainer out there. My clients, app subscribers, and podcast listeners really do become my good friends. So if we haven't already, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at SDFitWell. Shoot me a DM and let's start a conversation. I truly want to see the Lord work in your wellness journey and be in it with you. I'm so grateful you've listened. Let's get comfortable being uncomfortable. And I can't wait to chat with you in the next episode.